This week's Torah portion is Va'era, which means, and I appeared. And it covers Exodus 6, verse 2 to 9:35. In last week's parasha, Moses and Aaron were sent to see Pharaoh and request him to allow them to celebrate a feast for three days in the wilderness. Pharaoh does not allow this to happen, and he increases the Israelis' burdens by forcing them to gather their own straw, yet leaving the quota of bricks the same. This will be a great hardship for them. Adonai was hardening Pharaoh's heart to bring about God's glory. But when the Israelis hear this, they kvetch and blame Moses, and ultimately they blame God. In this week's parasha, God reminds the Israelis of his promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God says, I am the Lord, and reassures them with the seven I wills statements, which are, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from slavery. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people. I will be your God. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you as an everlasting possession. Unfortunately, the Israelis are suffering from a broken spirit and have lost hope. It is typical of us to want things on our own timetable and to forget that El Gabor, mighty God, is in charge. But the time for the plagues is upon Egypt, and the showdown between Adonai and Egypt's false god is soon to begin. Though really, it won't be much of a contest. The ten plagues will show Egypt and the world that there is only one god, and all the so-called gods are helpless to thwart what El Elyon, the Most High God, can perform. This power shock covers the first seven of ten plagues, In the first plague, God turns water of the Nile into blood. Pharaoh calls upon his magicians to end the plague, but the gods of Egypt are powerless, and it continues until Pharaoh asks Moses to plead with the one true God to make it stop. After seven days, Moses approaches Pharaoh and asks him to let our people go, and Pharaoh replies, no. The second plague brings about frogs everywhere, and the Egyptians cannot walk without stepping on them. They cannot sit or sleep without sharing their quarters with them. And Pharaoh's magicians were unable or were able to generate more frogs, but could not get rid of them. And Pharaoh begs Moses to ask Adonai to remove the frogs, promising that he will let the people go. Moses asked God, and all the frogs die. But the stench was overwhelming. Because God has continued to harden his heart, Pharaoh breaks his promise, and the Israelis are still held captive. Gnats appear in the third plague, and Pharaoh's magicians cannot produce the gnats, and they tell Pharaoh that the only God of Israel could do this. The fourth plague involves flies. God says, On this day I will set apart the land of Goshen, where my people dwell, so that no swarms of flies shall be there, so that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. This first part of three plagues not only fell on the Egyptians, but it also fell on the Israelis. And they showed very little faith when God, faith in God when Moses returned, and then complained heavily when Pharaoh increased their burden, having to get their own straw. 
By now the Israelis have seen the hand of God and are gaining some faith. From now on, the remainder of the plagues will fall on the Egyptians, with the exception of the tenth plague, which are we're not covering in this parasha. There was a requirement to not be in the tenth plague, but you'll have to wait till next week to hear that part of the story. Pharaoh again pleads with Moses to ask his God to remove the flies and promises to let Moses' people go in the wilderness. Pharaoh again hardens his heart and refuses to let them go. And Moses brings the fifth plague, arrives, or Moses, yeah, Moses' fifth plague arrives and the Egyptians' livestock perishes. The Israelis' livestock remains healthy. The smell of death increases. Nothing like the smell of death to ruin your day. Yet the Pharaoh continues to hold on our people. The sixth plague has boils breaking out all over the Egyptian and what's left of their livestock. Again, God hardens Pharaoh's heart and he refuses. And the seventh plague arrives in the form of hail. The hail included fire and killed everything in the fields, including the trees. God says to Pharaoh, but for this purpose, I have raised you up to show you my power so that my name can be proclaimed throughout the earth. God's glory increases, and so does Egyptians' misery. By the end of the plagues, the great Egyptian nation will be humbled and broken, and the world will know who God of the Jewish people is, the great I Am. Some points for us to remember. God continues to intervene on our behalf today. I know for myself, I see it all the time. Maybe some of you are not sure that God is working in your life. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that God has begun a good work in you and will perform it until the day of Yeshua's return. Count on it. God knows our needs and he desires us. Just as he redeemed the Israelis out of Egypt. Brothers and sisters, we should also remember that even as God hardened Pharaoh's heart to guarantee the outcome of Pharaoh's hardened heart, even without God's hardening of his heart, so it should come as no surprise to us that God would punish Pharaoh, for he was responsible for his actions, just as we are responsible for our own. How much more for those of us in leadership who cause others to stumble. We should also remember that the seven I will statements God promised, I will bring you out from under your burdens. Today he accomplishes it through our redemption in Messiah Yeshua. After all, redemption is the business of God and his grace, his mercy, and his forgiveness are the grounds of our faith. One final truth I would like to mention, it is God, not us, performing a good work in us. It is his will, not our own. The credit and the glory belongs to God. Do not seek earthly acclaim, but rather give the credit and the glory to, the, to whom it is due, our three-in-one God. Amen.